the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. If the lamp is constantly filled with fresh oil, it will keep burning and shining and never burn out. And so too with us. If I hear, and I, you know, I say this in love, but if I, when I hear a minister talk about I'm, I'm burnt out or I, I need a sabbatical, that tells me you've been doing the ministry in your own power. You've been drawing from your own resources. A lamp, whether powered by oil, gas, or electricity, requires fuel. Without the oil, the plug in the wall, or some source of power, it serves little purpose other than as a decoration. In today's message, Pastor Dan will draw our attention to this illustration in the book of Zechariah. As believers, we are lampstands designed to project light in a dark and lost world. But we need fuel. As hard as we try, without the Holy Spirit's infilling, we can't light up the dark under our own power. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Zechariah chapter 4 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Oil in the scriptures is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. I want you to see this with this lampstand. This lampstand in this vision, it has a continual supply of oil. We have a continual source of power available through the Holy Spirit. We need to be continually filled, continually empowered by the Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 18 says, be filled with the Spirit. And in the Greek, it's in the present tense, meaning be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. In the book of Acts, the disciples were filled with the Spirit multiple times. It wasn't a one-time event. They were filled, and then they were filled again, and then they were filled again. We need continual power from the Holy Spirit. There are many believers who, who are quick to rely upon their own abilities and their own power and their own wisdom when God wants them relying upon the Holy Spirit. There are many believers in many, many churches, sadly, who give no thought to the power of the Holy Spirit when doing the Lord's work. I've mentioned this quote before, but it's worth repeating. A.W. Tozer said, if the Holy Spirit was withdrawn from the church today, 95% of what we do would go on and no one would know the difference. If the Holy Spirit had been withdrawn from the New Testament church, 95% of what they did would stop and everybody would know the difference. Listen, this, this, is, this is the main reason why people get burned out in the ministry. Because they are trying to do the work of the Lord in their own might and their own power. Instead of doing the work in the power of the Spirit. We have an unlimited source of power available 
to us unlimited oil for the lamp, a divine supply of oil that's always flowing. And if the lamp is constantly filled with fresh oil, it will keep burning and shining and never burn out. And so too with us. So too with us. If I hear, and I, you know, I say this in love, but if I, when I hear a minister talk about I'm, I'm burnt out or I, I need a sabbatical, that tells me you've been doing the ministry in your own power. You've been drawing from your own resources. If we are constantly filled with the oil of the Holy Spirit, we will keep shining. The, the light will keep shining. The fire will keep burning. We'll never burn out because we're not using our own fuel. We're using the fuel that's provided by God. And this is, this is the key here. Please understand, this is the key to the Christian life. This is the key to Christian ministry. It's not by might, nor by power, but by the Spirit. Now, that's not to say we can be lazy, but we rely upon the Holy Spirit to accomplish God's work. And the Holy Spirit supplies the power, the Holy Spirit supplies the fuel, and we can just keep shining and keep burning for the Lord, because we're not using our own fuel. We're not using our own resources. It's all provided for us by the Holy Spirit. Zechariah 4.6 is a key verse that shapes how we do ministry here at Calvary Chapel. We try not to rely upon human might or human wisdom. That's obvious. I'm the pastor, right? Uh, or, or, or human anything for the ministry. But instead, to the best of our ability, we try to rely upon the power of the Holy Spirit. We don't force things in our own strength. We don't just make things happen that we determine we want to happen. We don't make things happen the way we want them to happen because this is what we want. We allow the Holy Spirit to lead us and we allow the Holy Spirit to empower us. It's not by might. It's not by power. But it's by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Now look at verse 7. Look how this works. Look at the flow here. Verse 7. Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you shall become a plain. Have any mountains that you're facing in life? And he shall bring forth the capstone of the temple with shouts of grace, grace to it. The rebuilding of the temple is like a mountain before them. The obstacles they face seem impossible to overcome, but the Holy Spirit will make that mountain a plain before them. The Holy Spirit will remove the obstacle. Again, if we do this in our own might and our own power, how are we going to get that mountain down? How are we, over, how are we going to overcome that mountain? We've got to have a strategy here. What resources do we have? No, when it's the Holy Spirit, then the Holy Spirit just removes the obstacle. I'm reminded of the women who went to the tomb on the morning of the resurrection to anoint the body of Jesus. And as they're going to the tomb, they're having this conversation of who's going to remove the stone for us when we get there so we can get into the tomb to anoint the body of Jesus. And when they arrived at the tomb, the stone was already rolled away. The Lord God went before them and took care of it. And so often the Lord God goes before us and just removes the things that we worry about. Have you noticed that? When you're walking in the spirit, you're relying upon the spirit. What are we going to do about this? How are we going to work this out? What are we going to do about this mountain? And then you get there and the obstacle has, is a non-issue. It's been removed. And look at verse 7 again. Zerubbabel shall bring forth the capstone of the temple with shouts of grace. Grace to it. Have you ever attended a building dedication before? 
When you attend a building dedication, those who were part of the process of building the building are recognized and commended for their work. The architecture firm that designed the building is recognized. The engineers that worked on the building, the construction company that built the building, the bank that provided the financing, the local government officials that are there for the ribbon cutting are are thanked for their attendance. Sometimes the local media is there to cover the event. When the work is done through through human might and power, man receives the recognition But when the work is done through the power and supply of the Holy Spirit, God receives all the recognition. When the capstone of the temple was put in place, the people shouted, grace, grace to it. The work was finished only because of the power God supplied. And so the work is all to the glory of his grace, not to the glory of any man. The people didn't shout, Zerubbabel, you're such a great leader to bring us to this place of completion. They didn't shout, We did it. All of our hard work, all of our wisdom, all of our insight. Here we are at this day where we place the capstone. Pat on the back, pat on the back. No. Grace. How did we get here? Grace. They're shouting grace. How did we ever arrive here? Grace. It's all grace. Any work we do for the Lord, we want it to be by the power he supplies so that it is to the glory of his grace. And his grace alone. So they lay the capstone with shouts of grace. Grace to it. Your life in Christ. Grace. Grace to it. Whoever you are in Christ. You are who you are because of grace. It's not. I work hard. I serve the Lord in these different ministries. I read my Bible an hour every day. It's all me, me, me. No, no, no. If you approach your Christian life with that attitude, you're going to be very frustrated. But if you recognize in me dwells no good thing, I've got no resources really in myself. So it would be foolish of me to try to draw from resources that aren't really there. I'm drawing from a dry well and and I'm going to rely upon the Holy Spirit and his empowering. And so anything I accomplish that glorifies God, it's all because of his grace, not because of me. So verse eight now. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, the hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple. His hands shall also finish it. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. This must have been so encouraging to Zerubbabel and the people. Zerubbabel started the temple and he will finish the temple. He started the temple, you know, years ago. Almost two decades ago, he started this thing and and God promises here he will finish it. I would bet at this point, it may not look like the temple will ever be finished. Are we ever going to place that capstone? Are we ever going to see an end to this thing? Will it ever be finished? It will be finished because God promises Zerubbabel is going to finish this work. Philippians chapter one, verse six says he has begun a good work and you will complete it. Until the day of Christ Jesus, God has begun a good work of salvation and sanctification in your life. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ and he will complete that work. And there may be times in your life. I know there's times in your life where you think, am I ever going to be Christ like? Am I ever going to stop this sin? Am I ever going to stop reacting this way? Am I am I ever going to change? 
Am I ever going to get there? Well, God has promised. He has begun the good work and you will complete it. And so he's going to complete the work he started in you and me. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. So verse 10 now says, For who has despised the day of small things? For these seven rejoice to see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. They are the eyes of the Lord, which scan to and fro throughout the whole earth. He he says, For who has despised the day of the small things? If you remember, there were some of the old timers that were there who saw Solomon's temple in all of its glory, and they were disappointed in this tiny, funky temple that they were trying to build now under Zerubbabel. Remember when they laid the foundation, there were cheers that went up among the young people. We got the foundation down, praise the Lord. But the old people who saw Solomon's temple, they were weeping and they were crying out because they could tell just by looking at the foundation of this new temple that it was nothing compared to Solomon's temple and the greatness of Solomon's temple. And and so there were those, the old timers, they despised the days of small things. They said, this is nothing compared to what we had before. And listen, if the Lord has you serving in some small ministry, don't despise it. Don't hate it because it's small or it's insignificant in your eyes. It's, It's significant to God. It's significant in his eyes. God has a way of using the days of small things to shape you and prepare you for bigger things. Remember uh, earlier this year, last year, whenever it was that Don McClure was here and we had gone out to lunch and, you know, Don McClure had been an assistant pastor under Chuck Smith in the early 70s. And he was he was telling us that Chuck Smith uh, pastored tiny churches for like 17 years. Uh, there was there were some churches that in the the time that he was the pastor, it only one church in particular only grew by one person because he and his wife had a baby. So he pastored these tiny churches and, and Don was saying he spent so many years pastoring these tiny churches and he was so used to being the guy who cut the grass at the church and fixed the toilets at the church and vacuumed the church He was the guy who did all of the hospital visitations, all of the baby dedications and all of it, because he was the only guy that once, you know, the Holy Spirit began to move in Calvary Chapel and it exploded numerically, he still had that mindset. He was still fixing toilets and repairing things and meeting with people and doing hospital visitations and all. But but because of the days of the small things, he didn't despise the days of the small things. God prepared him for the big things. And that's why he's always referred to as Pastor Chuck, because he was a pastor to everyone that he met. But he learned that in the days of the small things. So God will use the days of small things to shape you. 
and prepare you for bigger things. So whatever God has called you to do, do it to the glory of God. Even if there's just you and one other person or you and two people, do it to the glory of God. For who has despised the day of small things? For these seven rejoice to see the plumb line and the hand of Zerubbabel. They are the eyes of the Lord, which scan to and fro throughout the whole earth. The Lord sees what Zerubbabel is doing. And the Lord rejoices to see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. The Lord rejoiced to see Zerubbabel doing the work he had called him to do. The Lord rejoices to see you doing the work that he has called you to do. Even if it's small, even if it seems insignificant to you, he rejoices to see you not despising the days of the small things, but just doing the work that he's called you to do. Zerubbabel has a plumb line in his hand. A plumb line is used to make sure the walls are are straight and square. Zerubbabel has been at this for two decades almost. And and Zerubbabel, at this point, he he could have been hasty in his work. He could have taken shortcuts. He, He could have had a bad attitude. He could have not cared what it really looks like. He could have said, yeah, let's just get this thing done. I don't need to use the plumb line. The walls are straight enough. We have too much work to do to worry about getting the wall straight. Let's just get this wall up and move on to the next wall. Now, here he is two decades into it, and he's still got the plumb line. He's still carefully doing the work the Lord has called him to do with all diligence. He's not taking any shortcuts. He's not compromising. The work that God has called you to do, you should always do it to the best of your ability. Even if nobody else sees the work that you're doing, God sees it. God sees it. 1 Corinthians 10, 31 says, whatever you do, do everything for the glory of God. Whatever you do, even if you're doing something that's unseen, that nobody knows about, do it to the glory of God. And so that brings us to verse 11. And then I answered and said to him, what are these two olive trees? Remember back in the vision of the lampstand at the right of the lampstand and at its left. And I further answered and said to him, and what are these two olive branches? on the olive trees, that drip into the receptacles of the two gold pipes from which the golden oil drains. Then he answered me and said, do you not know what these are? (laughs) No, my Lord. That's why I'm asking you. So he said, these are the two anointed ones who stand beside the Lord of the whole earth. Now, in Zechariah's day, the two anointed ones were Joshua and Zerubbabel, the chief priest and the governor, the religious leader and the civil leader. Prophetically, the two anointed ones refers to the two witnesses in the tribulation period that are described in Revelation chapter 11. Uh, Revelation chapter 11, verse 4, if you're taking notes, Revelation 11.4 tells us plainly that the two, it says of the two witnesses, these are the two olive trees and the two lampstands standing before the God of the earth. And so there's two witnesses that are in Jerusalem during the time of the tribulation period uh, that are described in Revelation chapter 11. They are empowered by the Holy Spirit for their ministry to witness to the Antichrist and his, his empire. So in Zechariah's day, the two anointed ones were Joshua and Zerubbabel, but prophetically, the two anointed ones are the two witnesses in Revelation chapter 11 
But most importantly for us, the two olive trees represent the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, the source of our power, the source of our enabling for the ministry. If we abide in Jesus Christ, right? He's the vine. We're the branches, just as these branches are described here on this olive tree. Jesus is the vine. We're the branches. If we abide in Jesus Christ, we bear much fruit. And as we are filled continually by the Holy Spirit, we are endued with his power, the power that we need for the ministry and our light for Jesus Christ will burn brightly and continually. And you know what will happen? Mountains will be removed by the Holy Spirit. Big issues will become non-issues because of the Holy Spirit. The work that God has called us to do will be completed by grace, by his grace. And God will be glorified. It's not by might. It's not by power. It's by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Your Christian life is not lived by your might. Your Christian life is not lived by your power. We're weak. We're powerless. And that's by design. That's intentional. And, and the, the sooner you realize that, that I'm drawing from an empty well. I've got nothing good in me. I've got no resources in myself. Maybe in the business world I do. Maybe in the business world you're a rainmaker. But when it comes to your relationship with Jesus Christ and walking with him, you got nothing. And the sooner you come to that realization, the less frustrating your life in Christ will be. And you come to the realization, I have nothing in me that I can draw from to live out this Christian life. It's not going to be by my might or by my power that I do this. It's going to be by the Holy Spirit. And by his power. And then it's Lord fill me with your spirit. Lord fill me with your power. Lord baptize me afresh in your spirit. I need you. To continually fill me. When you walk out that door tonight. I need to be filled with the spirit. I would say. In the crazy world that we live in now. We need to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. This is, this is not a time. For you or for me to rely upon tricks and, and, you know, flap traps of six, six ways of this and five ways of that and three ways of this. No, this is a time for us who are followers of Christ to be filled with his power, to be endued with power from on high and to let our light shine before men, to have that continual flow of oil filling us afresh daily. So that we can burn that oil and be filled again and refilled again and refilled again as we just let our light shine before men in this dark, dark world that's getting darker by the day. And Lord, we thank you for your word tonight. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for the power of the spirit that you provide for us, Lord. We thank you for this unlimited supply that we can draw from. Lord, we do pray even now, Lord, that you would fill us afresh with your spirit. Lord, I pray that you would help us to always be mindful of how poor we are spiritually, how inadequate we are spiritually, and how desperately we need your power. Lord, empower us by your spirit. Lord, forgive us for the times that we've relied upon our own might and our own power. Help us, Lord, to let our light shine before this world that we would be a lampstand and that we would shine brightly for you. Lord, that it would be all, all to your glory because it's all by your grace. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. He 
for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Zechariah, one of the Old Testament books of prophecy. As you listen through this series, we encourage you to read on your own as well. God's Word can speak to you in a variety of ways, and it can reach you in a personal way too. If you'd like to hear more messages from this series, visit our website, calvaryec.com. You can also subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast. It's a great way to keep connected to the teaching of Scripture. We'll notify you each time we upload a new episode. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. While you're visiting our website, you might be interested in learning more about the church that supports this ministry, Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. You can even come join us this weekend for worship and Bible study. Once again, visit calvaryec.com for details. You'll also notice a tab for giving and a tab for serving opportunities. Make sure to check those out and think about being a part of this ministry and the church as a whole. If you have questions, please give us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. Or feel free to connect with us through our website. That's all for today. Thanks for listening to Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.